PBIS Journey to Genius. Are you in the process of implementing PBIS? Are you wondering where to start? You're in the right place. We are here to support you. Stay tuned. So welcome back. This is PBIS Journey to Genius, and I'm Diane Farrell. And I'm Diane Ruff. So we've been doing a podcast about PBIS for, oh my gosh, for a couple months now. And this is actually episode 14. And Diane and I decided to just take a, a time to just go over things that have happened so far. Maybe you haven't listened to every podcast and um, maybe you don't listen to them in order. Or maybe you've had just a chance to touch on some here and there. But we thought we would just, you know, go through the highlights of what we've done so far. So the very first one, we were talking all about a school-wide matrix and how important that is. So what did you think about that when we talked about that, Diane? Yes, I think um, that is the place to start, really, when you are putting together your PBIS um, procedures and just your whole uh, framework. You need to really look at how you want children, students, high school students to um, behave in the certain areas of the building, come up with what it looks like, what it feels like, um, and create that matrix. And so I, I imagine if you're listening to this, you are probably pretty familiar with a matrix, but you want to make sure that you get a matrix in place that everybody in the building can live with. Teachers, Custodians, secretaries, everybody, and then you teach that to your children. And students. we're going to talk a little bit later, but we actually had a high school assistant principal on, and she said that one of their big revelations was putting that matrix in the positive. Like, what should students do, not what they should not do. Yes. So that's really important. And that was kind of an aha for her at the about, high school level. Right. Focusing on what you can do, not what you can't do. Yeah. And just that little bit seemed to be a big turnaround in uh, their high school. So right. I thought we're that, gonna, that was We're going to talk about that yes. again. But if you follow us, we also have a Facebook page called PBIS Journey to Genius. We do. And we also have an Instagram account. And we're putting tips of the week on those. So every Tuesday and Thursday, we're going to put kind of tips from our podcasts so that maybe that'll lead you towards, you know, coming back and listening or, you know, a highlight out of the podcast. So one of the tips that was on there was having that school-wide matrix and making sure that it's consistent throughout the whole building. One of our teachers said that one of her biggest things, I don't know whether Mrs. Myroff or what, one of her biggest things was the whole building became consistent. That, that that was one thing. Remember yes, she talked about because, that? Because um, as they grow older and they go through the different grade levels, you don't have to keep reteaching everything. The students yeah. know what is expected. Of course, we do reteach and remind, but Absolutely. it's like it's not anything new. They come into the classroom knowing what is expected. And that was one of her big things because if you listen to that podcast, it's a great one. Uh, Mrs. Myroff, and from the primary to the secondary grades, she was a second grade teacher and then moved to a fourth grade teacher, but having those younger grades being taught those consistent matrix behaviors, then they were instilled in them in them as they got over. But having that consistency through the whole building. Right. She really liked that. So that would be our number one highlight that I would say we talked about. 
The next thing we um, covered that I th- we thought was really important and has been highlighted throughout is that T-chart they talk about. The office-managed behaviors versus classroom-managed behaviors. And um, Diane being the office and exactly. of that, exactly, can talk a little bit, you know, about how that happened and... And how that works. Well, um, you know, the next thing after creating a school-wide matrix, you then need to define all of the expected behaviors. And everybody, principals, teachers, we all need to know and define the misbehaviors. What does it, what do all the misbehaviors look like? And when do you office manage that or when do you staff manage that? And so uh, we've actually just been um, tweaking ours, sitting down and, you know, making it a little better so that, you know, when we're talking about disruptive behavior, what does that look like? What is disruptive behavior? Um, And, you know, when does it go to the office? Uh, So doing a lot of just looking at the behaviors you're dealing with and then putting them into those categories and talking about in that T-chart what because it's also like a flow chart as well. Mm-hmm. How, what comes next what comes and making next. sure that yes. all the teachers know. I mean, I think, you know, I um, am retired now, so I am not here, <laughs> but I am still staying up on through Diane. She's helping me um, staying up on the, um, the PBIS things and they are changing mm-hmm. and they are evolving and that's good and nothing should be stagnant. But when we put this all together, the big thing, just like the matrix was that everyone was involved in, in what was a classroom managed behavior and what was an office managed behavior because I remember teachers saying well we'll never be able to send them to the office for anything you know like when I, you know whereas we wanted it to be consistent and not that some teachers would send them for you know small things and other teachers would send them for large things and that that was consistent but now Diane's talking about they are tweaking that which is important you know teachers you know to keep tweaking that system but it's really important that you have that and that everybody you knows really need to have your behaviors defined. And we talked to, um, if you look at the episode from Becky Miller, she's our assistant principal. She had come from another middle school. And remember, she was very comfortable with that system at the middle school. She had said, oh yeah, they had that in place. But at the elementary, we didn't have that in place. That wasn't something that was common for an elementary. So whether you're a building who already has one in place that everybody knows about, or you're a building like ours that doesn't, it's still a very important, that didn't. You know, that's a very important piece Mm -hmm. of PBIS. And so, you know, we created that probably about eight years ago. But again, we are just reworking it now. And then we just had the teachers, um, we have coaches, representatives from every Mm -hmm. grade level. So we had them look at it. And then we had our our big uh, tier one team take a look at it. And so uh, everybody seemed to be fine with it mm-hmm. because again, we didn't throw it all away. Right. We just right. did You're some just tweaking and clarifying so that everybody has a be- better understanding. So I was glad about that. So you can see the common thread in both these things is that it's building wide, building wide know? and staff have a say. Yeah. And staff have a say. That's one of our big takeaways mm-hmm. from the beginning of this. Okay, we're moving on. And the next thing we wanted to highlight was our acknowledgement system. Now, even that I'm going to tell you is a difference in PBIS because it used to be called reward system. used to be called reward system. And we actually (laughs) did a lot of, you know, a lot of rewards. Um, But, you know, again, this is another... 
part of the system that's evolving, the framework is evolving, Mm -hmm. to more of acknowledging students for the hard work that they're doing, for, you know, walking safely down the hallway, acknowledging the actual behavior. And uh, when you start acknowledging behaviors, whether it's academic or their behavior, um, the kids rise to the occasion. And we don't need to reward with trinkets. No, we've talked about that a lot. Some people put up the, um, well, I can't afford PBIS. It's too expensive. But we have found that experiences are the best rewards. Kids, they really don't care that much about those trinkets. Um, But if they can eat with a friend... Mm-hmm. Or tell the joke of the day. I mean, that's a big deal. Classroom pri- privileges, you know, a special seat, eat with a teacher. One of the big popular ones um, is eat with a teacher. Kids mm-hmm. would love to eat with their teacher. Yeah. And that's up to the teacher to mm-hmm. help with those classroom rewards. But I also wanted, because, you know, we had our, um, the Christine Hunt, uh, if you can look at that podcast, she really talked about the 10-day um, reward system. But however you calculate it, you know, maybe you do it every day that you, you know, calculate whether they got their um, paw print or their acknowledgement for that day and we do it, at, it that they do 10 of them before they are allowed their reward. Maybe you do five. Maybe you do 14. It, it's not anything set in stone. We do 10. But at the end of 10 days, not maybe consecutive, right. but 10 days, then they are uh, do their privilege and whatever that would be. So, And then there's conferences, sometimes weekly, sometimes bi-monthly, sometimes daily, that you go over that with them. So again, that behavior goal... Working on that behavior goal, that is a big thing, Um, just like you work on, like you said, academic goals. Right. And so, you know, that goes with the acknowledgement system. So going to number four, just talking about those, our our number four point, behavior conferences and relationship building. This is where teachers take a little bit of time. Some students, they don't need to spend much time with. Other students, they spend a little bit more time, but uh, just just taking time to talk to the student about how that student wants to grow and, and meet their behavior goal. Um, some of our teachers are doing academic goals and uh, keeping track of that. And then when they do meet their goals every 10 days or so, sometimes it'll be just 10 days. Another student will take 30 days to yeah, get their 10 days. It might day be 30 reward. days to get that 10 days, but, but you, you know never what? lose always, it. You never lose it. And you're always, and that was another tip of the week yeah. that I had on Facebook was those behavior goals. I've been doing a lot of um, researching out there to other podcasts and things on PBIS and um, just articles and things like that. And that behavior goal seems to be a resounding thing. It comes over and over and over again. I thought, huh, we do that. We do that. But having every child have their behavior goal and then revisiting that and then spending that special time with them when we do those behavior conferences, which like Diane just said, it can be a minute for one student, five minutes for another. It depends on the need of the student. At it can be time. every day yeah. for the little ones. It can be, you know, bi-weekly. It, 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 whatever works for you, we don't set that in stone, but that re- relationship building and those behavior conferences. So that is really big in what I've seen out there. Another part of our acknowledgement system is the class meetings mm-hmm. that's built in there because uh, that is a great place to teach all of the expected behaviors to also work out problems that come up. Um, You know, and to talk about one of the things 
that we struggle with is when is it appropriate to tell and when is it a tattle? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, <laughs> at the elementary, at the level, elementary we, <laughs> we have that, you know, and those are class meetings that the teachers have to help children understand that, you know, things like that, telling versus tattling, uh, building relationships. So class meetings are really important. We also are leader in me school. So we do a lot of our leader in me instruction during that time. During those class meetings. And again, we don't, we don't make teachers do them every day, every week. We want it twice a month. Twice a month. We feel touching base twice a month. Some teachers love it so much. They have it every Monday morning, you know, they Um, call it their Monday morning meeting. Right. I know there's several that do that. So it's completely up to you. It's just the administration is putting that stamp on. Let's do it twice a month for sure. And then it can be a a meeting that you've already talked about what you're going to do, or it could be a pop-up meeting, that it's just something happening in the grade level or in your classroom that needs addressed and needs everybody to talk about. So class meetings is another big relationship building piece that we want to highlight again. Now, the next one we're going to do, I'm going to let Diane talk about because it's data tracking, but she is our data queen here and um, she likes this a lot. And um, I want her to talk about Swiss a little bit and how she uses it. Well, it's really important to make sure that you are tracking your data for uh, behavior. We use Swiss, S-W-I-S, student something information system. I can't remember. <laughs> Mrs. Miller <laughs> remembered that. Right. Mrs. Miller knows it. But, you know, I lo- a lot of you use Dojo, which I think is another way to track behavior. But, again, y- when you're tracking behavior, you need to to make it a PBIS tracking of behavior. You need to know the time of day, the day, uh, the type of behavior, the antecedent. Where you know, it was at in all the building. All of those things. Time of, yeah, yes. you said time of day. Yeah, that's so that right. as you begin to look at... Um, you might have a lot of referrals coming out of the cafeteria. Yeah, so a you, hot spot. So you could building. take a look and say, okay, what is actually happening? You know, what are the right. kinds of behaviors that we're seeing? Another um, way you can do it is you can look at a child because you think, wow, they're coming to the office a lot, what's happening? And then we might see that it's a certain time of day happening at 1030 every morning or, or in and around that. Um, so, you know, this helps us then begin to try to solve What's going on with the student? Because that leads into the reteaching. Yeah. Because now you see a specific behavior that's popping up all the time. And then you're like, okay, this student needs, you know, just a simple reflection isn't, isn't enough. We, and it may need to move him into tier two. You know, he needs Mm -hmm. that instruction. So, um, that data tracking is really super important. And we use it in our PBIS meetings with our, with our coaches and our team to look at hotspots in the building to students, all kinds of things. So if you don't have a program, you like Swiss is a great one. It's easy to do, and um, I'm sure there's many out there. To read the reports, and it's just very easy to get the information. Right, but you've got to look at your data to help you know how to help the students, and you can compare it year to year. Mm -hmm. You know, like what happened in February last year. You know, what happened in January? When you know when was our time of the week? Not only, but when was our time of the year? And what might we need to do to put in place? I remember a couple years ago we thought we were going to kind of lose it in May, remember? Because our yes. referrals went up so high. And so our team sat down and said, we need a school-wide acknowledgement system and kind of like a grade level competition. Remember we were doing that for Sunshines? And it helped Sunglasses. our May. It, it but did. if we hadn't looked at that from last year and said, why is our May 
getting mm. out of hand, we wouldn't have said, oh, we need to be proactive and put something in place. And I will say May does get out of hand because students are pretty much done, but so are teachers. Yeah. We're all done. And, uh, and then that's when we start, we grow weary and we say we have practiced these routines and procedures all year long. They should know better. How many times have you heard that? They should know better. And they do know better, but they see that the adults are tired. And I think yes, a lot of they times see they you take short too. <laughs> advantage of us. So yeah. we had to come up with a great incentive for the whole building. And we did, yeah. and, it, and it did really help. So number seven. So data tracking is important, and that's a, it's a highlight of our podcast. It is. Um, our next one is we started to interview some great schools that have been doing awesome things. We got outside of Minerva, and we're going to continue to do that, so please stay tuned because we have other schools lined up, and they're going to be great people because Diana and I have learned that we have gone along this PBIS journey going to conferences and going to all kinds of places trying to find what they're doing, what they're doing, and how we can make it work in our school. It's not like we just sat here and thought this all up ourselves. Oh, goodness, no. Goodness, no. We steal ideas from everybody. So if we can bring these people in to share their great ideas, then what? what's better? So we went out to Washington High School, which is Maslin City Schools, and they've been a bronze award winner, and Renee Parr is doing fabulous things out there and she's the assistant principal and she was very excited to come on and do a podcast with yeah, us so we, if you I haven't haven't gotten that one yet her. it just came out yes it did um on tuesday and it was really great for a high school experience so renee started out um with just rephrasing some things didn't she diane yes uh and i really like that she said that she you know just turning around the mindset of this is what we can do, not what we can't do. And that seemed to, um, it seems like such a simple thing, but it does. It was so simple when she said it, yeah. but revolutionary to them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was great. Um, you know, she also talked about the skills that students need to enter the workforce. Yeah, I like that. When she called them soft skills. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's that's so important. It is, it is. So when you're telling them what they need to do, what, what will be a good thing to do to be a positive high school experience, they're going to get that told to them in the workforce. So what they need to do to be successful in the workforce. So I really thought she brought that up, and, and I really thought that was a great point. For you high school people. Yes. All right. I like their acknowledgement system too. Um, first of all, every staff member chooses somebody each month to be the student of the month and they take their picture and put it outside the classroom door. And, uh, and they're looking, the teachers are looking for students who are practicing their safe, responsible, be mm -hmm. kind. Yeah. Um, the, their those, big rules, their whatever big rules, your rules yes. are, that they're big rules. And but it was so cute that she said kids were excited. Not high school kids. They look really. for their pictures. We're looking for their pictures, <laughs> and we're excited like when they were up there. And I would I thought that was really cute yeah. because um, sometimes, and we even said this in the podcast. High school kids will go, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, but they do care. They do. They do care. They want to be. They want to be recognized. And so seeing that picture was great. And then they did say at the end of the marking period, if names hadn't been done, they pulled forty. I like that. I did too. They kept track of the data. Yes. Yeah. So if teachers inadvertently missed kids, you know, and the kids didn't have any contract, 
you know, mm-hmm. they didn't have any conduct referrals. Um, then they brought them out. They did. So I thought that was really cool. And then they're, they're but their Bell store. Yes. You know, they also are trying to keep kids in school. Yeah. And so every 21 days. Diane knows what they, this like. She used to be the attendance That's officer. right. They're watching that <laughs> attendance. And if you didn't miss school in the 21 days, then your name goes in a drawing and you can receive a bell card that does cost them a little bit of money. And they found a way to, to, you know, support that with a fundraiser. But high school kids love that because first of all, if they're driving, they want that $10 gas card. But even if they're not driving, high school kids love to go into Bell's store and buy their And they gave it, you bail long here. That's right. I thought that was really cute. (laughs) So what a, what a great incentive for high school. I love that. I loved it. So if you are a high school person out there or a middle school person, and like Renee said, she thought the same thing. This is an elementary thing. It's It's not not. for me. That's what she thought. And look, they've gone to be a bronze award and done great things in their school. So Tune in for that podcast. Like I said, it just came out this Tuesday. Now we have something that's upcoming this Tuesday. It is. But by the time you listen to our podcast, you will have heard from Danielle Hawk. And yes. she is an elementary principal at Malvern, Ohio, which is actually really close to Minerva. And um, they are working very hard on their tier one. Mm-hmm. So do you want to share a little bit about that? Well, Danielle is a special friend of ours because she was a Minerva person. She was. And then she <laughs> went to Malvern, which if you don't know very much about it, it's only about 10 miles from us. So it's very, very, very close. But she had done the beginnings of PBS when she was here. And then she went over to Malvern and she really took a hold of that elementary. And she's done some really great things. But what I love is that she started that relationship piece with parents. Yes. So she set this whole little meeting and a real special time with the parents to make them feel um, wanted in the school and that their children was giving them a t-shirt. We have done similar things like that here that she knew about kind of took over there, but she also put a little leader and in me into it. What, what did she do? Yes, with the leader she has so cool. um, the student leaders. And so there are students that will meet the new student and give them a tour of the building and then mm-hmm. meet them on the first day and help them out. And so, you know, again, Take developing through the rules, yep, procedures and things like that. I think that's those really leaders cool. and, uh, and yeah, what, how good is that? I mean, that's great for, the student leaders, and then also the new student coming in. They've got a friend right away or two friends right away. So I think that's really... So there's two different kind of... And we like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we liked that um, Danielle kind of talked to us about what she was most proud of, that she had started, and um, and then Renee at the high school, you know, what she was proud of. And she and different, but all parts of PBIS. All parts. Of, all yep. parts. Um, but Danielle did talk about something that's um, near and dear to Diane, and that's consistency. Consistency and sustainability. Yeah. Because unfortunately, you know, we do have administrators come and go. We have right. teachers come we and go. So when you are building your framework, you want to make it sustainable so that no matter if the principal leaves or key teachers that have helped out, it'll continue. And uh, so that was a big goal for Danielle. And she believes that, you know, that is, that is in place now. And she talks about that and how she even missed, I think a meeting she had to be somewhere else, but you know, things continued on that there was a meeting that day without her. So that's really important when you're putting your PBIS team together to make sure you have, like we like to have coaches at every grade level. Now Malvern's a smaller element. 
elementary. I think they have one coach, but they have grade level representatives. And then they have parent components too. And so that they put together this team that's going to help drive their PBIS, just like we have one, meets monthly. And that's your sustainability because it's not just this small team that could falter if there's one person driving it. You can't have one person driving it. You have to have everybody together so that if one person does leave, like the administrator or the coach, that there's lots of people on board with everything you've done so far to keep that going. And she was adamant about doing that. And I thought that was really great. I did too. And she's able to speak about that. So yes, by the time you hear this podcast, you will have heard that one. Um, and so that's, she's but got some great advice. if you're flipping around podcasts, Danielle Hawk mm-hmm. will have her name on there and her picture. Um, and she will be the one with the elementary. And then Renee Parr is on there with her picture. And she will be the one from the high school. And then we're, we're getting more schools and more schools. So we're going to go through the, uh, a middle school world, another high school world. So um, just keep listening to us as much as you can. Well, I think we've kind of wrapped up the highlights so far. Do you think so, Diane? I think so. We would love to hear from you. Um, please email us at pbisjourneytogenius at gmail.com or make comments on our Facebook page or on Instagram. And I'm Diane Farrell. And I'm Diane Ruff. And thank you for listening.